Just a reminder for all you listeners, you get to choose your title company. And remember, there's a reason why there's a one in our title. Get ready, listeners, because in this episode, it's all about understanding the why and how that is the golden key to unlocking the how in the world of real estate. And who better to illuminate this topic than Jana Nelson with EXP Realty? <laughs> okay, now, Jana, you've chosen this topic that I love because we're talking about all about the why. So tell us a little bit about why this is what you wanted to talk about. Oh, man. Okay. Because there's a lot of misinformation and there's a lot of fear out there in the world of real estate right now. I just want to dispel the myths, bring people back to reality about our current market. Um, the idea of a good or bad market is really all based on perspective. What's a challenge or an obstacle for one person might be an advantage for somebody else. And it really comes down to what is the right time for them. If you think about it, anybody who wants to try to time the market and are listening to the media and they're listening to people's podcasts or listening to people's Instagram stories that are telling people now is a great time to buy. Now is a great time to sell. They may end up doing something when they are not actually ready. So I'm always telling people it comes down to you. What is your position? What are your main strengths and main weaknesses right now? And how can we use those to your advantage? And with this topic, with why, you had said that you asked, what should I talk about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I put it out on Facebook. Oh. And I just had people like, I was asking them, what do you, if you were to listen to a podcast on real estate, what would you want to hear about? What would be interesting to you? What would be valuable to you? And the main thing I got back was just, why this? Why? Why? Okay. That's what we'll do. <laughs> So with why did you choose to go into real estate? Oh, man. Okay. That was a fight. It really was. So I, really out of ignorance, I didn't understand what real estate was about. And I had friends in the industry that were trying to get me into it for years. And I just kept pushing them off. So that realtors are so shallow. It's just all about the money. And I just want to help people. I'm not a salesperson. I finally caved, and I'm so glad that I did because I'm literally helping make people's dreams come true. And for a lot of people that they didn't even believe it was possible, I'm showing them how they can shift their lives significantly and change them for the long term, both their story and their family story. Not to mention in real estate, it's really provided me a lot of opportunities to grow as a person and as a professional, though I don't get to wear leggings and no makeup all the time anymore. <laughs> That's the one downside. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I'm really, like I said, it was a struggle. And I'm really glad I got into it because it has been more satisfying, actually more gratifying than anything that I've done before. I worked with, worked in the health and fitness profession for quite a long time and poured my heart and soul into people trying to change their lives and help them better their situation. And I feel like with real estate, I can have such a significant effect with just a few months of working with them and then touching base a little bit here and there, so much more so than I could have in the industry I was in before. It sounds like you enjoyed helping teach them about real estate. I do. Not just protecting people going in to buy a house and things that are not right and helping them learn what that could mean down the road. Oh, yeah, that's fun, too, though. 
<laughs> you go in and you just, I'm, I have a great, I don't know, a little bit more knowledge maybe than some because my husband's been in construction industry for 20 years. So I've heard all of his stories and I've seen a lot and we've done a lot of remodels. And so I've run into a lot of things that a lot of other agents won't notice, particularly in electrical and plumbing. And gosh, we've had so many nightmares. <laughs> That we run yeah, into. but you save people from nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On a or few. know how to negotiate them. Yeah, and it's useful because I know the cost of a lot of the repairs. Oh, yeah. And if I don't, I can call my husband, or I can call, he's a general, or I can call any of our friends that are, I have a lot of friends that are tradesmen. So I can call them and get a really good idea of repair cost without mm-hmm. having to go out and get a quote or anything. And so it's really useful and helpful for my clients when it comes to negotiating. Yeah, yeah. And that especially a lot of the contractors now, they charge so much. Yes. The, the bids are all over the place. Yeah. And you would know what they actually should be. Yeah, and it depends on their overhead too, though. Like some, if you get a larger company going and giving you a bid, they're going to be much higher because they have more overhead. They're covering their office staff and all their equipment, where if you have something that doesn't require all of that, like a small plumbing fix... You can get somebody who's maybe works for a company but does work on the side to come uh, in and do it, and they'll be a lot more affordable. Um, I'm always for licensed people, though, especially <laughs> plumbing and electrical. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely important. That's too scary. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, oh, my gosh, you've seen nightmares in electrical work <laughs> in some houses. And it's great because I can literally be walking through a house sometimes with a client and be like, you know what, we have 10 minutes of my husband's clothes, and I'll have him pop in and take a look. Oh, wow. Which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. That is a huge point right there, that you have that expertise to help. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so nice. It's so nice. I'm cool that way. I'll just send him pictures, too. Mm-hmm. And he'll be like, don't even. Don't <laughs> even like, mess with that like, one. Run. Yeah, don't even. <laughs> Other ones, yeah, that's nothing. Call the breaker. It's fine. You had said something earlier that was surprising to me because you were in health and fitness Uh and you talked about how real estate is more transformative than your time in health and fitness. Like you felt like you were helping people more. Tell us a little bit about that because I would think health and fitness, you're seeing people transform, but. Yeah, you are, but it's a, I had to work with people every day and many of them for the rest of their lives in order to get them to continue to see change or even to maintain change. People mm-hmm. need that hand-holding, which I didn't mind. I love doing it. I love seeing my clients. Um, but it was a lot. And I feel like with real estate, this is where I get pretty passionate about it because owning real estate, in my mind, is a factor that is a major separation in class. I think the biggest difference is that with real estate, I can help someone significantly shift their life not just their financial health, but their mental and physical as well, just because it's all connected. I have a very holistic viewpoint of life in general and the way that we maintain our mental stability and our physical health. It's all interconnected. And I think that home ownership builds wealth and it builds stability in our communities. How it's such a powerful thing for a person or for a family to have somewhere safe, and consistent to land every day. Um, 
somewhere they don't have to worry about rents going up or their property being sold to an investor who then wants them to move out so they can renovate and they've got to worry about where they're going to go. People who own property and who keep it know that no matter what, they have somewhere they can be that isn't changing. And it's really powerful because as they progress financially, that home becomes more and more affordable for them. They're not just trying to keep up with inflating rents every year. I just feel like it builds, it helps people to be confident and secure and feel safe in where they are. It decreases their stress. They're able to nest and really make a space their own. Being able to, I've, I always tell my clients when we're looking at this could be your Zen room. This could be your place where you come and you decompress every day. A room that's not cluttered, a room that you can paint a soothing color for yourself, where you can just have your books, or you can just sit and breathe for a little bit. And to me, that's very important. Buying houses, we've just only bought two, but the agents we worked with, they knew about the neighborhoods, but I've never heard of that personal. But yeah, our backyard is our little zen place. Yeah. And our kids, right off the bat, they said, Dad, this is the house. They didn't care about the house. They just wanted the yard. Right, but it was somewhere for safe space. for your kids yeah. to be, yeah. to play, and where you didn't have to worry, and that is so powerful. It's different than living in an apartment complex when you just send your kid out to the playground of the apartment complex, and you don't know everyone who lives there. You don't know the demographic. You're just there because you thought it was a nice place and you could afford it. So I feel like it's huge for families, for people as they grow. If you own a home, your value is going up as well. And it gives people a way to keep up with inflation because, let's face it, our wages aren't doing that. It makes it possible for you. When you got, got that starter home, maybe you were just a new couple and you just needed a small space. If you were to have been renting for the last 5, 10 years instead of having that starter home, the ability to move up into a nicer neighborhood or a bigger home is not as attainable for people as it is for people who started out and owned a home. You have to teach them that vision, though. Yeah. Of, yeah. Of yeah. It will, yeah, they have to have faith that it's going to happen, but a lot of people have done it. Yeah, and it makes things an option for people that otherwise would not have been. A homeowner can pull, even if they never move up, they never move out, they never get into that dream home or maybe the home they had was already their dream home but they have built equity over the long term and they can use that to shift their entire family story they can pull from that to send maybe the first kid in their family to ever go to college and they use their home equity to pay for it it is that's why i think it's such a life-changing thing for people and i want to see more and more people in utah and in the salt lake valley gaining home ownership I think we need to keep home ownership in the hands of people who are going to live in them here. And I want to help as many people as I can to do that. I grew up along the Wasatch Front. And back in the day, you would see, uh, you didn't see the Maseratis. You didn't see the Lamborghinis. You didn't even see BMWs and Mercedes driving around very much. If you did, it was like, oh, wow, look at that. They must be from California. And now you see them everywhere. And uh, there's a lot of wealth coming here and a lot of major corporations that are coming here. And 
I want it to, I want our residents to benefit from it as much as everybody else coming in here is benefiting from it. So I've taught a lot of my friends and family to house hack, to invest in rentals and improve their financial situations and generate passive income. And it starts with just getting in, just getting that first time home, that little thing that you really aren't totally in love with sometimes, but you do it anyway <laughs> because it's what you can afford. And you know it's a stepping stone to getting you to where you want to be. And I just think we need to support each other as a community and rise together instead of putting money in corporations' pockets. There's local investors, and then there are those ones from out of state that are coming in and they're buying up our real estate, and then they're renting it back to us. At the very least, I think we need to keep that money in-house. We need to keep the money in our communities so that we can rise together and build each other up and not build up some multi-gazillion dollar company that has no actual interest in what's going on in our communities here. That's a great point. And I love your whole approach, like what Mike was saying, that it's like a holistic approach. It's everything because I just bought my first place two years ago and I was shocked at the the confidence that it gave me that Mm. I had my own place, that I could decorate it. However, that it's like when I go home. It's my little safe haven. Yes, it's your own little sanctuary. And so I think that's the thing, especially first-time homebuyers. It can seem so overwhelming, but the end goal, especially when you have an amazing professional who helps you through it and answers all your questions, to have your own little piece of real estate in a state that's growing, like, it's amazing. Right? And it's scary. I have so many people that are just terrified when they're starting out, and they tell me, I don't even know if I can do this. And a lot of them have been told they can't do it. And so it's so gratifying to be able to not only show them how, but make it really happen and hand them those keys, see their face light up and see their lives change. It's beautiful. So why do you consider Utah an up-and-coming area for real estate? Could you elaborate on the economic growth factors that are contributing to this perspective? Oh, absolutely. So right now we're ranked ninth in the nation in terms Whoa. of economic growth. But our trailing five-year average puts us at number one. Wait, what does, that, what does trailing mean? So our rate of growth over the last five years. If okay. you look at just the last 12 months, uh-huh. we're in about ninth place. But okay. our trailing five-year average, we are first in the nation in terms Whoa. of economic growth. We have a strong demand in our real estate market just based on our internal growth. And then you bring into account all of the companies that are moving here for IT, for finance, for security and government, and our prominent recreation industry, which is huge and I love to take advantage of. Because <laughs> you're um, a big skier, right? Snowboarder. Snow, oh, sorry. Snowboarder. I, I apologize. Snowboarder. <laughs> so she can't go to Deer Valley. She can't go to Deer Valley anyway. Her brain is weak. <laughs> snowboarding snowboarding yeah Yeah. but people come here for uh, tons of reasons and actually our blue collar industry is thriving and growing as well because we have so much growth and construction going on we literally can't keep up i guess i go back to i have so many friends in the construction industry and they cannot literally cannot hire enough to keep up with what's going on i've had a couple of clients just this year moving in from out of state who were general contractors who are or specialty contractors coming here because the work is so much more steady and they're buying homes. So there are a lot of factors that are contributing. Yeah. And because of this, Utah is seen 
as largely exempt from recession just because the internal growth would continue to push things along no matter what is going on in other parts of the country. I'm going to say no matter what, but despite of what is going on in other parts of the country. And we have so many differences now from 2008 and everybody's, oh, we're going to see a repeat. We're going to see another recession. There's so many commonalities that I personally don't see it. Unemployment remains low. Equity levels are high. We have a ton of buyers still on the market, which in 2008 we had not enough buyers and a ton of homes on the market. The housing market always experiences fluctuations, but the odds of seeing a recession here or a crash is highly unlikely. And isn't, so. isn't building residential homes still doing very well? There's still a lot going on. The new construction residential has slowed, but there's still a ton of rentals going up. From what I've uh, seen, I think it's hit our rental market a okay. little bit harder than our when it, just new construction home purchases. I don't know. Have you seen difference? No. It seems like the state with that, I don't know, what is it, a grant or something they did? for the grant for just new construction. For just new construction. Yeah. And I thought that was helping it, but I really haven't seen many of those close. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's slowed quite a bit. But we've yeah. also seen different things happen with, for instance, sellers. We've seen more seller financing. Yeah. That type of thing happening where they're willing to work with buyers Maybe not such high rates. Yeah. Have you been doing a lot of those? Not a lot, but we have been doing some where the seller, for whatever reason, didn't want their lump sum immediately. They Mm -hmm. took half of it and then seller financed the rest. So there are opportunities that you're probably seeing for buyers that... Yeah. And I think uh, seller financing is a fantastic option because right now with rates where they are, but buyers aren't qualifying for as much as they want to. But they can afford these payments if it's at a lower interest rate. And you've got all these sellers with their 2 and 3% loans that are fine. I'll sell it to you. Give me X amount down and I'll give you a 5.5%. I'm still collecting interest, but your payment's still lower. And it's a great way for people to continue to move forward, work around the obstacles instead of just looking at them and panicking. Yep. That's a great point. I forget about seller financing, but that's an awesome reminder that it's not just what you see on the billboard on the freeway as yes. you go by. Or it's not just, there's, there are these other solutions out there, and that's why you need to ask someone that's doing this all the time. Not just your aunt who's a real estate agent two times a year or... Yeah, well, know, again, there's a lot of fear around it. Yeah. As soon as... and. I feel especially for sellers, when they understand what it actually looks like, they're all over it. Because how many people want to be landlords but don't want the stress, but they want that continuous passive income. And with seller financing, they get that. They get the benefits of that without all the overhead, without all the stress. So it's a fantastic option. And they get the significant lump sum up front that allows them to move forward and purchase their next home. So it's a great option for people. What other things are you seeing? Are you seeing any concessions or things with buyers right now? Tons. Oh so tell my us gosh. about it. <laughs> <laughs> right now, everything is negotiable for buyers from possession time to repairs to closing costs to rate buy downs. 
everything is out on the table. And sellers are willing to look at all different kinds of options. It's all about finding what works for both parties. I bought recently and I am stoked about it because I was looking at homes a year before and for what I was looking at in my price range, they were crap. They were total crap. They needed so much work. And it was still in that time period where I would have possibly been paying the seller's closing costs. I wouldn't have been able to ask for any repairs. I would have been offering over asking price. I would have been offering over appraisal. So it, to me, made more sense to wait. For some people, it was a good time for them and they took advantage of it. To me, it was not. To me, now is a great time to buy because I was able to go in and get a home that was in much better condition than the ones I was looking at. I paid $100,000 less than homes I was looking at a year before that. I got concessions for repairs. I got concessions for closing costs. And that is what buyers are looking at right now. So if you don't want to pay as much out of pocket and you don't want to deal with fighting against 20 other buyers, it's a great time right now if you can qualify. And the best thing about it is, yeah, maybe you can qualify for that payment right now, obviously. But as soon as those rates go down and you're able to refinance it, you're just going to be that much more comfortable and have the comfort and confidence of knowing that you can make that payment and you're not having to fight a bunch of people and make it or take a whole bunch more money out of your pocket that could have been your cushion. And I like that you're practicing what you're preaching, that you're like, I bought right now. It's a great time because I think that sometimes it's easy to be like, okay, but would that person really do that right now? And that just shows if you're buying right now for your primary residence. Yeah, it's a lot more confidence. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like a couple years ago, it was a great time for flips because they were appreciating in value over the course of the five to six months that you were remodeling it. You were doubling on the ARV, your appraised resale value, what you're projecting to sell that home for went up $30,000 in the course of five to six months. So it was a great time for flips, but it was a hard time for buyers who were looking to get primary residences, especially if they didn't have money out of pocket to put up to cover the gap between their offer and somebody else's. We do hear a podcast um, at closing that's called House Shout, and I'm hearing from these buyers that they're like, yeah, it was our first offer. And it went through, and I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> the amount of offers that I had to go through and the amount of times that I pictured my Christmas tree in the corner and I pictured my life there and then to have it ripped away, like, that sucked. <laughs> yeah. For some people, that's what it was like. Mm-hmm. I've had... I'm. Even then, I had people that sometimes we got their first offer, but it was a very long conversation of, if you really believe this is the house and this is really the one, this is what we need to do to win. Don't mess around because you will lose it. And and I think that some people, I had some clients that it took a couple for them to really get it, to really understand, okay. So why is it so important that... If someone's looking to buy or sell, that they get the assistance of a real estate agent. Oh my, why wouldn't you? (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Because we know the market. Because not only do we know how to navigate the contracts and keep our clients protected, but depending on the market, what your agent can do for you looks very different. Just like we're talking about with yours and you were saying, why didn't they work hard for me? I felt like they weren't working hard for me. What? We know what it takes in any given point in the market to get our clients what they need in order to move forward. 
And that can look very different depending on the market. You know what? Like you have so many people right now trying to sell their home by themselves. When homes are sitting on the market for 60 to 100 days, selling it by yourself just doesn't make sense. Oh, they just put up a, a sign and that's it. Or you can no. search the MLS. Yeah. yeah, but ultimately, this is what we do. We're not trying to keep up with the market and figure it out as we go along. We are staying on top of it because we have to in order to help our clients navigate and have the best experience possible. There's services out there where you don't even need the MLS now. You can check a whole slew of different websites and you can see homes that are for sale. And But do you know if that home is priced properly? What comparisons that neighborhood supports the pricing of that home or not? That's something, I mean, there's a slew of things that your agent can help you with from navigating the writing of the contract, making your offers. When it's strong for you to offer a little bit of concession and when it's not necessary and when it could really hurt you. Ultimately, at the end of the day, working with an agent, you're able to move forward with confidence instead of blundering through one of the largest, possibly the largest financial purchase of your entire life. You're able to move forward with confidence knowing that somebody has your back and is looking out for your best interest at all times. And to me, that's worth its weight in gold. I would never go through a real estate transaction without, if I didn't know what I was doing, without somebody who had my back and was able to talk me through it. It's a stressful thing for a lot of people. And having somebody who's confident and able to help you know what to anticipate and how to navigate the entire process is priceless. Jana, your insights on, on the profound why behind real estate are really greatly appreciated. Thank you. And listeners, now that you understand the why, it's time for you to contact Jana and let her expertise guide you through the how. Embrace your real estate opportunities today and take action and unlock the incredible potential that real estate holds for you. Recording from Title One Studio in Sandy, Utah. Welcome to another episode of Buying Salt Lake. Hello, I'm Steph Scholl. And I'm Mike Delamar. In this series, we give listeners a unique insight into the Salt Lake real estate market. Thanks for tuning in and get ready. It's time to buy Salt Lake.